the signal to begin the podcast. Let's go. Kick! 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 Chicago saw its most violent weekend of the year. 82 people were shot and 19 people died. There were 33 people shot since nine last night. In one incident, two women were shot while driving in a vehicle in the 500 block of West Pershing. A minivan pulled up and opened fire. Both women are in good condition this morning. In another incident, two men were shot as they were walking down the 1200 block of North Washington. They're in fair and good condition. It's time to have a conversation. It's time to have a Chicago talk. Yeah. And we've been telling you all week that we were going to have the Chicago talk. And we are going to have the Chicago talk. So, um, first we'll introduce the show. Um, JB, what's the name of the show? What's the name of the podcast? Nigga, it's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You, you say, say the whole thing. thing. Welcome to a pod named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN. And the revolution will we'll be, be televised. televised. I'm no breaks, new to the righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Monday. We right back at it. I am the Black Savage. What up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek coming at you every goddamn schmunday. Representing NW. Yeah, I clearly representing NWA. Nerds with attitude. Welcome, welcome, welcome back again. Another schmunday. We got a lot to cover this week. Dude. We do, we do, but we're not going to depress you the entire show. We're going to have a good conversation about Chicago because um, it's time. And we're also going to get into some of the other big stories of the week. Kanye West has made a power move. LeBron James made a power move. Some dumbass yeah. cops lost their job and need to be brought up on charges. Yeah. And I'll let you know how Snow Allegra felt about me and feels about me. Oh, because Lord. she set the internet on fire when she went through and liked one of my tweets. I'll let you know all about that. Uh, um, this guy. Let's do our high and low of the week, JB. Um, yeah, let's get it. What's your, what's your high and your low? Um, well, my my low of this week, and you know, despite everything that happened, I'm gonna go personal, right? My low of this week was um, seeing the fact that people in Georgia are not social distancing at all. Now, um, it's been months and months and months and months. My daughter is 12. My son is 11. They both have grown a lot since the last time we had to go shopping like it was time like i needed to get them some new clothes like needed like like new everything um so we hit the mall after we went and looked at some apartments and okay. to see folks in the mall like you know i went into one store i figured we go into one store and then get in get out and not be around a whole bunch of people but everybody was just like it was like a regular day at the mall. Like some people had masks. Mo most people didn't. The lady kept telling, ha having to tell people to get the fuck away from my children in line because people weren't following. You know how they mark the floor now yeah, where you're yeah. supposed to stand in line? People weren't doing that shit. Um, and it was just a hot mess. Um, so we were, I mean, we like I was literally stressed out. Like I felt scared. Um, so that was a low for the week for me. I mean, we got in, got out of there, did what we needed to do. Um, 
were as safe as we could be, but it was scary, you know. Um, after that, um, you know, my high of the week new is again kind of twofold, right? Because I've got the kids with me, and having the kids with me, <laughs> the weekends I have them is pretty much going to be the high of the week, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is what it is, you know. But we are hanging out and. Um, they're actually, now that they're all out of school for the summer, they're actually going to be staying with me through the course of the week next week. So that's going to be great to spend more time with them. That's what's up. That's what's up. And they're right there. So I'll be over there bothering y'all. No problem. Uh, uh, my low of the week was the, the exact same. Um, when I wasn't at the mall, but just seeing people in Georgia that I know that aren't social distancing. I'm like, young, I'm on Facebook and niggas is in a club with no mask on, all bust together, smoking hookah, and I'm like, what the... What y'all doing, man? It's a lot. What y'all doing? It's a lot. Like, what, like for real, what y'all doing? Like, this is so crazy, I'm about to put a bad bitch in the friend zone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you, you homie, buddy, catch up with you. Like, yeah, this is crazy. People are really just out here acting like people aren't dying. Still. Yeah. Like we're not experiencing our greatest numbers ever. Thank right you now. for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Like um, the fuck, we yeah. have forty thousand in one day—the largest number in the history of the United States of, in the history of COVID. No matter what country, yeah. and niggas is like, yeah, I'm, I'm going out. And I don't need a mask. And the people who are doing this whole, just because you wear a mask doesn't mean you get to judge me, and I don't have to wear a mask. You worry about you. No, bitch, I'm worried about you. Cause it's a communicable disease, meaning that you could be around my coworker who had a mall with them one day, don't even know each other. You spewing droplets in the air, they get it and come to the office and give it to me. Yeah. I do have to worry about you, dummy. Yeah, and be clear, most people don't have KN95 or N95 masks, so most masks have little or no hope of protecting you from other people who have COVID-19 who expose themselves to you. However, if you have COVID-19, you are doing the world a service by wearing a mask because you are lessening your contagion possibilities by more than 50%. I'm going to stop you there, JB. They don't care. That's the problem. They yeah. know that. You're, you're not breaking... Uh, this oh, isn't a breaking I, news story. Yeah. The issue is they don't care. And, and I'm going on to my high because I'll I cut y'all out later. My high of the week was um I did a virtual watch party for the Roots Picnic. The Roots Picnic is a concert. It's usually outside. It'll have artists and hosts and celebrities and good music. And um, I did that with, with my siblings, my 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 brothers and sisters who, you know, my cousins. I'm going to show you I know the whole story by now. But my brothers and sisters, we all watched it together and chit-chatted. And um, I got to see some really good music. Lil Baby performed a song you like, the Black Lives Matter song. Hey. Um, Her has a, and all these new artists, these new songs, they're all on the playlist. The Apartment Kickback playlist available on Tidal, Apple, and Spotify. Mm -hmm. So download it. Apart JB, what's the name of the playlist? It's a pod name <laughs> kickback. Yeah. <laughs> so we um so that's available. All the new music is on there. And um uh Snow Allegra, um artist I love always, you know, she's been on the playlist for like a year straight. Um she did a good set and then she did 
my musical father, Marvin Gaze, what's going on live? And I tweeted her and, and shouted her out like, hey, boo, I appreciate you doing my, my musical father song, you know, baby, and, and holler at me. And she was like, oh, no, I like it. And she liked my, liked my comment. And like I said on Instagram, it's over for you, bitch. Just snow like like my post. It's over for y'all. This guy. Should have got me when I was single. This I was guy. right between Ashanti and Snow. You should have jumped in, ladies. You didn't. So you didn't. And that was my high. I watched it with Hook. Uh, sister-in-law, Nikki, uh, Ivan, like we all live, we all watched this shit together and was texting and tweeting about it. And it was a great concert. It was, it was on YouTube. If you haven't watched it, watch the Roots Picnic. It was it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Well, anyway, hashtag over dreamers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute, JB. What are you yeah, trying to say? Yeah. Um, but uh, just to give a little segue, um, new, I'm going to have, why don't you introduce this new segment? Because okay. this is your brainchild. You know what I'm saying? So this is the weekly kickback fact. It's going to be something that's random that you don't know, we don't know. Well, maybe one or two of you know, but it's a random fact. And you all know we do it. It's the hashtag era, right? So let me break down what a hashtag actually is. It's actually a symbol that's called an octothorpe. We should let you do this shit because they probably knew that word already. <laughs> um, so according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the octo represents or refers to the eight points on the popular symbol, but the thorpe remains a mystery. We don't know if it's oldest thorpe from Eastern Rockets. We don't know. But the thorpe uh, one theory is that it comes from the old English word for village, based on the idea that the symbol looks like a village surrounded by eight fields. So the octothorpe is what you guys use on your hashtags, or what you guys call hashtag. So octothorpe kickbackers, whenever you on Twitter or Facebook, octothorpe no breaks new, octothorpe wear a goddamn mask. So yeah, hashtag is officially called the Octothorpe, and we know none of you knew that. Maybe <laughs> Brimmy Berger knew it, but I doubt any of y'all already knew that. So, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that, but that's an interesting fact, and I actually love that kind of shit, New. I love learning that kind of shit, because you'd be yeah. surprised at the times where it can become applicable to a certain situation. So, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I, I yeah, when we start hanging with people again, and a couple of little bookies that have, uh, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, I know you deal with Snow Allegra new, but we came to the kickback one holler at you, and I'm like, yeah, Octo Thorpe, faithful bitch, Octo. Have you had you heard of that word? Um, no, I actually haven't. Um, I've heard of a lot of, you know adaptations of you know using greek uh prefixes and those kinds of things but octothorpe no never heard of that one yeah i never i never, I never heard the hashtag referred to as that it was, it was a number sign at first excuse me and then it was the hashtag as far as i know but um we are here because um our uh and this is our left stroke went viral and this is our what the fuck story of the week this is why we're here and we're not going to waste a lot of time. Yeah. It's time to get into it. Let's do it. It's time to have the Chicago talk. Yeah. Um, we got some good stuff at the end of the show, so don't worry. This isn't going to be a, a, a kind of show where you're going to be crying at the end. But um, it's time to have this conversation 
it's, it's really been time. And we've had it a little, you know, over the years because this Chicago thing didn't happen this year, didn't start this year. This has been an issue we've been having with Chicago for like a decade or so uh, when they first started calling it Chirac. Um, our brothers and sisters are dying in Chicago at a disproportionate rate than they're dying anywhere else in the country due to gun violence. And um, I don't believe in black-on-black crime because if you go to a white neighborhood and they're killing each other, is that white-on-white crime? If you go to China and they're killing each other, is that Chinese-on-Chinese crime? So I'm not even going there. Fuck that. Don't believe in it. But what I do believe in is we need to come up with solutions. We need to come up with alternatives. We need to have some real conversations. Um, Father's Day weekend, last weekend show when we were talking about protecting black women, we skipped Father's Day to have an entire show about protecting our sisters. Yep. And while we were having that show, 104 people mm-hmm. were shot mm-hmm. in Chicago over mm-hmm. that weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notably among, I won't say most notably among them, but what, what we really crush you to know is that three-year-old boy was hit by a stray bullet wasn't banging father wasn't banging just the bullet went through the window and there you go um it's time and it's it's a lot of different fronts jb we have the gang violence we have just niggas drug wars we have the blacks versus the mexicans that existed for a period well we need to unpack all of it I think that I think that where we start new is we start where we are now and work our way backwards, right? Because right now, um, this thing is at a boiling point. This thing is at a critical mass. Um, we have seen the highest number of uh, murders in the Chicago area ever, right? Um, So it is worse now than it ever was ever, ever before, despite how bad it has been over the last decade. And we can't help but look at the apocalypse our our country is going through now and understand that those things become incredibly acute when you get into a violent or desperate situation. And the people of Chicago have been in a violent and a desperate situation for decades. So we can only project that it will get worse. But what we need to do is we need to mobilize the activism that is changing political things in our country and utilize those to change social things. That is why Malcolm X is on the same level that Martin Luther King is. Not because of the legislative activism that he undertook and manifested. It was the community activism that he inspired. And both of them are equally important. It's time for Chicago to go to action for its community. And I don't mean just stopping the violence. I mean, ending the desperatism that causes it. Um, Very well said, JB. We've been talking to our ubiquitous clandestine informants, um, people in the Chicago area who, that's my Joe Clark word, who have let us kind of given us a given us a ground view of what's going on, mm-hmm. and and watching you know even online or having conversations on the phone, um, I've seen a few things. One, there was a period of time where the uh, the, the blacks and the Mexicans were at war, and they were just going at each other, and um, whoever got hit got hit. That was ugly. I, to my understanding, that has slowed down, and I'm very happy to know that. Um, if I'm incorrect, you know, 
feel free to correct me. But from my understanding, that is slowed down. Very happy to hear that. There are, you know, our Mexican brothers and sisters have actually been marching for Black Lives Matter. So I I believe that slowed down some. If it hasn't, please correct me. Um, you know, just regular old hood shit. Niggas be beefing and shooting and dying. Um, it's just at a disproportionate rate there. And then you have um a more sophisticated level of what I call gang violence that's going on. And um, no matter how you slice it, 104 shootings in one weekend is a lot. It's, it's just a lot. Way too and, like ridiculous. Like ridiculous. I mean, you're talking to two niggas who grew up during the crack era in Washington, D.C., when D.C. was the murder capital on earth. Like we yeah. used to go to sleep to gunshots and yeah. news. I lived in Mayfield. We had tanks driving down our streets. The National Guard came. They used to hold us after school because there were shootings in my neighborhood and they wouldn't release the students. I mean, my mother worked two jobs, so you couldn't get released without your parents or a teacher drove you home. It was that bad. They're like, we can't let the kids go. We're just going to keep them after school because we, we hear the shooting. That's where, I, that's where I grew up. And it seems like where I grew up was a cakewalk compared to what's going on in Chicago. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I'll argue this um, till I'm blue in the face. Um, in this particular area in D.C. was Northeast called Mayfair. Yep. Now, my entire family's from Uptown. I lived in Uptown book of my life, but I lived in Mayfair um, during that time period, um, the late 80s, mid to late 80s. And there wasn't a worse neighborhood. No. Nope. I know everybody talking about Southeast. Yeah, Southeast was crazy. But the National Guard wasn't in Southeast. The National Guard was in Mayfair. That's where I grew up. And it sounds like nothing Compared to what's going on in Chicago. Right, right. Like, my God, 104 shootings in one weekend? Right. That's unheard of, man. That That's Beirut numbers. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and um, the... And it's exacerbated when you when um, we when we talk to folks who actually live in Chicago, and this is what makes it really, really, really scary and really, really painful is how accustomed to this life that Chicago residents yeah. are right now. You know, and again, we are niggas who grew up in the hood and grew up with violence and grew up with acute violence you know yeah. but this shit this ain't what i grew up with like a hundred people dying in my, well, i mean getting shot well a hundred people get yeah thank you but a hundred people getting shot in my city across a you know across a 24 48 hour period is just bananas like it's a lot um and so you know, you have to look at you have to look at what drives people to violence anth anthropologically new to understand this situation, because looking at it as like a black on black or white on white or this gang versus that gang or this set versus that set or this family versus that family thing is not looking at the big picture and not really solving the problem. You know what I'm saying? I agree 100%. Um, Desperate, uh, without justice, a man becomes savage. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the justice to be able to eat, Couldn't take care of your it, family, put it better, you know, uh, it better. provide for yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to resort to savage activities. But when you're resorting to savage activities amongst other savages, 
it's going to become, you know, it's going to become territorial. And it's going to become a war. You're not going to take what I'm trying to take. You're not going to take from me what I've worked so hard. You're not going to, you know, there's two slices of bread there. I have eight people to feed. You can't have any of it. Right. Any of it. Right. Oh, I, mean, I can't. Bet. Bet. Now we got a problem. And right. you look at the situation that um, we watched the video earlier today concerning the Latin community and the black community. And that's what it was like. Like, that's literally what it was. You know, that's how bad it is. Um, when there are a few resources, we fight for resources. Make no mistake. All human beings are still animals. Right. So in in the scarcity of resources, people are going to fight for them and people who have weapons, warlords, if you will, are going to try and assert their control and they are going to do so with violence. What is going on in Chicago is not uncommon to what happened in Washington, D.C. when we were growing up. It is not uncommon to what happened in Chicago in the 20s with Al Capone. It is not uncommon to what happened in New York, in, in Toronto, in every major city that goes through economic hardship at a given mm -hmm. point new warlords try and take over whatever's left you know what i'm saying we need to figure out how to make more <laughs> yeah and it doesn't seem like the mayors and you know governor and, and the aldermans and councilmen are successful at that um mm. i know um uh mitt Rom, i think it's mitt romney who's the mayor of chicago and um, doesn't sound like he's been able to be too successful in that endeavor. I know Kanye is trying to help. I heard a story of an alderman going up to um, someone in Chicago looking for votes, and they were like, "Well, we don't have healthy food. We're missing these different types of things." And and he pretty much straight up said, "Like black people don't eat healthy. We don't need that." So they're eating. They're not eating correctly because there aren't a lot of health food establishments which you don't really hear coming out of chicago but i can tell you from someone i spoke to you don't hear um there's not, not a lot of you know health food establishments there aren't um you know uh the basic things you would need for a healthy life uh, to be in a good frame of mind good housing uh well edu good education good schooling good teaching uh healthy food around um, you know, opportunities to do something other than 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 bang, yeah, or, 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 or you know, be on the corner. Well, and so new, if I can allow me to uh, geek out just for just a moment and tell a brief economic story because okay. I think that's important to us understanding what is going on in Chicago right now. But I also think it's important to understanding how to fix the situation. And these aren't excuses. Absolutely we are not. explaining through our understanding how Chicago got here. Exactly. And I think once we understand how Chicago got here, yes, we can start peeling back some of the layers and, and backtracking and doing a re reverse. And figuring course. out a way to get the hell away from here. It, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. How where 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 did the wrong turn happen? Now, um, Chicago is a midwestern city, and like most Midwestern cities that face issues with immigration because they are landlocked, they tend to 
focus on isolated industries and isolated technologies. Detroit, uh, Detroit with auto manufacturing, Cleveland with um, with uh, resource uh, mining and uh, gathering and some auto manufacturing. Um, <clears throat> Chicago was actually the tech town because Chicago was at a railroad hub, was at a crossroads. So Chicago saw way more immigration than other cities did. The Southern migration started with people going to Chicago, right? Okay. Um, so um, Chicago basically was a tech town for most of its existence as it developed, as the country developed. Now, Silicon Valley cut the legs out of Chicago's status as a tech town. Mm. And so, you know, you had people like Frank Lloyd Wright and architects and scientists and engineers. The University of Chicago is still one of the best engineering schools in the country. It, I think it's second best next to MIT. And then third is okay. Caltech. Okay. Right? Um, so, um, but those tech resources couldn't stay in Chicago to get beefy tech jobs. They had to go somewhere else. They had to go to Seattle or Colorado or California or like my homeboy did get a professor job in another town that was booming. You know what I'm saying? The money just wasn't there. Now, um, when that top layer of money disappears, the layer of investment at the middle layers disappear. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it is those black engineers and those black doctors and those black lawyers who invest in mm -hmm. black real estate ventures yeah. and black businesses. You know what I'm saying? Those people literally had to leave Chicago. You see what I'm saying? OK, um, that is what happened to Chicago. So what needs to happen right now in Chicago? Chicago needs to understand how to build itself up from the ground up. And in my opinion, new, it starts with education and direct investment. Um, and what I mean by direct investment is literally putting young motherfuckers to work. Uh, yeah, but there's, 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 there's no opportunities program. for them to go to work then that can't work. And that's the problem. They're frustrated because there aren't those opportunities don't exist. Um, and, that, and that falls on, you know, the, the, the city's government. So when those I'm opportunities glad you said government, because it's yeah. the magic G. That's yeah. what it was in D.C. The government needs to step in and create jobs. Yeah. And the thing is to have them do that. And in the interim, what do they do? Because waiting on the government is going to get us yeah, it's uh, not a whole bunch more weekends like Father's Day. It's not going. It's so, not about waiting on the government. It's about pushing the government through political action. And we just saw a series of protests we've seen, and we're going to talk about this later on the show. New how um, the black agenda is now becoming more a part of the forefront, and what what we need to understand as a people is that we can't sit humbly back and say, "Oh my God, everyone's paying attention to us." No, we need to say, "Nigga." Everybody's paying attention to us. So we need to we need to start saying what we need to happen and right that, now. Exactly. And that is the absolute reason why last week the show was Protect Black Women and why this week the show is Let's Have the Chicago Talk. Because we're going to use our platform to raise awareness to the areas where we need help. 
Yes. I want the people in Chicago that may see this to know we're not saying y'all go fix this shit and talk to us tomorrow. We're saying we're highlighting what's going on and we're pointing out what's wrong so that in the hopes that this reaches other people. And it may not reach the government, the high officials, but it might reach 10 people in Chicago. And then those 10 people can go, I do know a, a, a congressman. I, I know an alderman. I know a, my uncle who is a lawyer. And then it gets to him. And, and, and the conversation keeps going. Or maybe it's somebody in D.C. that gets the wind of it. Or maybe it's Ruta Jabril or Ebony K. Williams or who the fuck ever. Somebody gets wind of what the fuck we're talking about so that we can bring attention to what's going on. And so that maybe some of our John Browns, our white brothers and sisters will go, it's time to march for Chicago. Maybe we'll decide it's time to have a march for Chicago, not for one black man that was killed or for one black woman that was killed, but for an entire city that's being killed. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to get across to Absolutely. you guys is it's time to take that type of action. We, we've been raising awareness masterfully, and I don't have a critique or a criticism. I applaud everybody that's been involved. You are amazing. You have done a You've done a better job than our generation did. Yeah. Shout out to the millennials. Absolutely. You fucking rock. Absolutely. I need you to pay attention to what's going on in Chicago. I need when you're making your signs. I need awareness. We need more education in Chicago. That's a good sign. We need, uh, and I also heard this, that the uh, the police department was defunding in some of the hood areas in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And pushed out to the suburbs. Yeah. To make sure that the violence didn't get out there. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. You need to handle the problem where the problem is. Well, not worry about it spreading unless you just don't give a fuck about the people that are being affected. No, nah, I'm I'm very like, glad. Tupac said, JB. Um, so since we live in the same building with the drug dealers and the killers, we supposed to be cool with them because we that that's the neighborhood we live in. It ain't a problem to get outside of there. But we scared. We in the same neighborhood. We got you know. And rest in peace, Tupac. But he broke that down so eloquently. Well, that I mean, you you hit the nail right on the head, and I think you touch on one of the places where the rubber really kind of meets the road in terms of this Black Lives Matter movement, and it's a and it and it's coincidence associated with other issues within our communities because defund the police doesn't mean stop the police from existing; it means make the police our allies rather than our enemies. And here's how we need to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, taking the police and moving all of their guns and their military shit to a white area so they no longer know the community in which they feel they primarily need to police because there's crime isn't going to fix the problem. That that presence needs to be in the community, but it needs to be properly trained and properly funded. And the organizations around it need to be properly funded. So the police's only job is to enforce law enforcement and their job isn't to try and do everything else, right? Because then they have a better understanding of what they're dealing with, right? That's how you fix those problems. You also invest in jobs programs in those communities through the government because you send a message. You're saying the government, we the people, everybody, including the white people, care about what's going on in this community. And we want to revitalize this community through economic progress. 
And another thing we heard is there are certain areas in Chicago where they are doing just fine. Life is good. And they're not necessarily worried about what's going on in those bad areas because we good over here. Uh, the niggas are killing themselves over there, but uh, in this local, we, we cool. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. Um, you know, Dr. King, you know, and I'm not a big Dr. King fan, but injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So everybody in Chicago and the surrounding areas he needs stole to that get directly involved. from Gandhi. You don't have to love him too much for that. He <laughs> stole it directly from Gandhi, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I look at that as kind of like, man, like, um, I want to switch gears because we've talked about some of the issues that have things that have happened that have made. Chicago so fucked up and to put Chicago Chicagoans and in this situation. Now it's time to talk to y'all. Y'all gotta fucking relax, man. Y'all gotta relax. You have to relax. Y'all are killing each other. This is genocide. This is 1980s shit. It is 2020. Y'all gotta fucking relax. We are in the middle of a revolution. We are marching. We are passing laws. Uh, hate crime bills in Georgia. Uh, the, the police can't do chokeholds no more. We are passing legislation to protect black lives. Mother companies, uh, mother, the realtors are saying they're no longer going to say the master bedroom because it's racist. Uh, the, the white people that voice Apu on The Simpsons and Cleveland on Family Guy are saying we quit. Black people should be able to do those voices. People of color should do those voices. Like, it's a different world. And when all of these things are changing, y'all are having a record-breaking number of shootings. Y'all got to relax. Now we understand how we got here and we broke that down. No, it's not a thing. I, and we understand what the government should do and what the affluent in the community should do. I'm talking to my niggas right now. Cut that Bama shit out. Cut this is what y'all need to do. Cut that Bama You need to relax. Out. Cut that Bama shit out, for real. This ain't get a college degree and get a good job. This is 2020. You can open up a business. Yeah. This is 2020. You can buy a laundromat. Yeah. This is 2020. You can put a, a, a change machine in a hotel and make $3,000 a month. You can take a gumball machine, put it in a barbershop, make three, $400 a month. This is not back then. You guys are smart. You are doing a lot of great things. Handling business is the wrong kind of business, but a lot of you are smart businessmen. It's time to start using that. It's time to start, stop going, you stepped on my shoes, I'm going to kill you. Because I refuse to believe 104 shootings were over drug and gang wars. Thank you. Thank you. Some of y'all was being asses. On stupid shit. Shoot niggas because he got a cute girl. Preach. Shoot niggas because you ain't like the way he looked at you from across the room. Preach. When you got 104 shootings in one weekend. Preach. It ain't gang related. There it is. Y'all got to relax, man. We That's your brother, dog. And I heard stories about y'all getting together and killing black women. I heard them stories too. This ain't that, man. Like It is time to change. The entire world is on protest to protect our lives. We can't be one of the people that's taking them. 
when we got white people in Germany marching by the thousands to protect us. Are they protecting us from you? So um, so there was an expression that both of us were raised with, right? Um, you, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And you always, uh, your first step should be your best foot forward, right? Um, we have an opportunity as a people right now. And I don't think it is understating it at all to say that I have never seen anything like it in my life. And I don't think anywhere close to it has happened in the last 50 years at least. Um, we are under we are in a situation where we are looking at reconstruction type of shit right now. Like y'all got to understand, like they're like white people are openly talking about 40 acres and a mule right now, nigga. Like the, like so now's the time to kind of step the fuck back and step in line and understand what's happening so that we can create a momentum. Because as New said, y'all are businessmen, y'all are entrepreneurs, and you certainly know how to deal with conflict. That's life. That's business. That's success. That's why we got an idiot asshole demagogue in the White House because he was the best warmongerer. He was the best nigga who could fight. You know what Donald Trump was? Donald Trump has more lawsuits for any single human being on earth right now. That's why he's in the White House. If you that type of nigga, do it legal. Because now's your chance. <laughs> now is your chance. Um, and I'm going to say... Respect your family. Respect your brothers and sisters. And I mean, black, African American, whatever you want to say. Like, like, we gotta cut that. I hate my brother shit. That is your brother. And a lot of people be like, yeah, I'm, I believe in this. I believe in that. Uh, from the fire hobbies, mm -hmm. how can you love you know a guy that you never see and not love your brother that's right there in front of you every fucking day? Like dead ass man. Like, you have to start looking at us as your brothers. You have to start looking at these women as your sisters. Oh, it ain't gonna change. If that is just that nigga there, that bitch there, then it's never gonna change. You have to look at me, like, you, you see us talking, we do this to it every week. We bring you, we call ourselves the black CNN. We bring you the best stories of the week and we bring you shit from the heart every week. If you, you have to learn to see us as your brothers. You have to learn to see the women on the street as your sisters, the brothers on the street as your brothers. That's how you get empathy. And once you have empathy, you move a little differently. When you go, that's my brother. I don't like what he did. It's okay to not shoot him for stepping on your shoe. Now, maybe some real shit go down, and maybe it does come to that. But I think that if we got rid of the dumb shit, it, the numbers would look a lot different. And, I'm, and don't get me to be holier than thou. If a nigga kill your mother, then, I mean. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It I'm not, I'm not that is. type nigga. Yeah, that's not you know what, what we're talking about right now. We're talking though. about the senseless murder. Well, because that's what, that's, what, that's what a lot of this dumb shit and bullshit is. And you and I can speak from experience because that's how we grew up. What was it like in D.C. back in the day to step on a nigga's 
fresh ass shoes at a go-go or absolute accidentally boa nigga or you know what i'm saying like that was a fight and then one day niggas woke up and was like wait a minute it could be your life yeah 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 so like why why is that worth somebody's life young why is it that deep y'all got bigger fish to fry and way much more money to make right now Think about it that way. Don't think about it like you're taking an L or you're stepping back or anything like that. Think about it like you're stepping above and stepping forward because you got other things going on. Much more important than that little bullshit ass situation, right? And all y'all watch gangster movies like me. I know because we fantasize about this shit. We want to live that shit. We out here living it and fantasizing and dreaming. And we are Tony Montana, right? What they always say about war in the gangster movies? What is the number one thing they say about war in the gangster movies? It's bad for business. It's bad for business. So even if you're not, you know, looking to open up your own business and be an entrepreneur legally, it's bad for business. Trump is talking about sending the army to Chicago. He has said it more than once. If they deploy a military unit in Chicago, do you know what that will look like? Yeah. Chicago. I've seen tanks on my street in my neighborhood. It's different, dog. Yeah. That means there's no state control. There's no local government. It is martial law. It is a United States government, and you guys will be insurgents. And if you don't know what an insurgent is, think about when the U.S. went to Iraq and started uh Killing the insurgents. Oh, or they locking were, them up in Guantanamo Bay yeah. and, and have taken pictures of them naked building pyramids and all kinds of weird shit. And, and those were people in the military they were doing that too. No. They were civilians who just happened to be fighting back. They were you guys. Iraq Shirek. That's what Trump is talking about doing. And um it's this, not a game. It's not a game, and this is an important conversation, one that we had to have. Um, I hope something we said made sense and hopefully got through to somebody. Um, even if uh, you got to tell your cousin, hey, yo, watch this episode. Hey, yo, these niggas said this. Um, have you thought about that? Hey, yo, whatever. Um, something needs to happen because we can't have another weekend where 104 people were shot in Chicago. We can't do it. It can never, ever, ever happen again. That's a lot. It can't happen again, man. And um well, uh, and so let's 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 move this. Let's let's start to move this thing uphill a little bit, new, because um one of the things that we both alluded to are some of the opportunities for our own community politically that we can take advantage of. Case in point, let's take a look at what's going on with Facebook right now, because I think it shows a perfect example of how we as a people are making an impact on everybody right now. Now, the reason why I am making this transition from Chicago to this statement new is because I think within the context, <laughs> oh yeah, well, well, well yeah, and I'm, I'm telling the kickbackers too, <laughs> within the context of Black Lives Matter, Chicago is should be a very, very relevant, critical and crucial part of our 
messaging with Black Lives Matter. And I said our, because you've got more than just the original Black Lives Matter people now behind your movement. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when you talk about reforming police, you need to talk about reforming communities and the way communities are structured as it relates to the police for these types of specific reasons, right? Now, the reason why we have that opportunity is because everybody is paying attention right now, including yeah. businesses and big businesses, big businesses that spend billions of dollars on companies like Facebook News. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of them are pulling out um, uh, pause, press play, whatever. <laughs> um, so a lot of different businesses have been pulling out of Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, and I say, I mean it, Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's all $7 billion in 24 hours of investors who are saying, we're tired of this shit and we're not going to put up with it. Basically, the Trump rhetoric how he's letting a lot of the Trump hate speech get out, but censoring everybody else. So you have soap companies and it's a bunch of different companies who have pulled out for 2020. And a $7 billion loss kind of hits the pocket. I know Facebook is a multi, multi, multi-million dollar business, but when $7 billion worth of advertisement pulls out, I think you feel that. And I think that's what's going on now. And now they're saying they're going to start censoring a little bit more of the Trump speech and the hate talk that comes from, you know, the right. But um, that's because of what's going on now. That's because of the Black Lives Matter movement. That's because everybody wants to be on the right side of history. And because of that, uh, $7 billion have been lost. And that's real. And that's real change. That's enacted change. And that's what we—that's what we're uh, building towards, and that's what the power of our voices can be. When we got our John, John Browns with us as well, so uh, Facebook, um, and we need to really leave Facebook any fucking way because Mark Zuckerberg be on his bullshit. Yeah. There's a uh, melanated. Let me let me find it. There's a. Uh, it's called melanated people. It's like a Facebook app, um, and it's. Uh, it looks very similar to Facebook. I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to actually put this in the camera. So you can see. Uh, I don't know if you can see that or if it looks like a bunch of nothing. But this is melanatedpeople.com. This is melanatedpeople.com. And so you see it's a very similar setup to Facebook, but it's made by black people for black people. Everybody isn't on it yet. But as you can see, it's just a bunch of black topics. Um, let me scroll down a little bit just to show you some, uh, something else. So you can see it's you know very similar setup, um, you know, uh, but it's a pro-black theme. If you want to like a, a picture, and I want to make sure I show you this correctly. I want you guys to see it. JB, I'm, I'm out on camera, right? Can, mm -hmm. can they see it? So you hit that. You can do a black fist, the black heart eyes. All of these are black faces, if you can see it. I'm going to do the black fist. So I black fisted that, and that, that that's the equivalent of a like. And we can go to these different sites. Y'all don't know what just happened, but something just happened <laughs> off off camera. <laughs> no need to mention that. No need yeah. to mention that. So it, it, we have different opportunities to do different things. Like it, it exists. Yeah, and um, you know, this is this is our voices in action. This is the movement in action. This is the momentum, and this is what we're talking about. 
Um, and what I'd like to see is I'd like to see our leaders, our organizers behind this movement take more strategic action because these people are looking for direction. Commissioner Goodell showed us the model with the NFL players, New. Remember that? Like, what do I say? Commissioner, say this shit. Okay, I'm saying this shit. Well, if they're listening, then we need to be telling them what to do and what to say. It's just that simple, new. Um, yeah, I, just went, take... I just went live in the Melanated Facebook group. Well, I'm not calling it Facebook. The there we go. Group. What's up? So what's we'll up? We'll see uh, who jumps in and, and what's going on. We want to make up. sure they're involved. We told you guys you should, you should all sign up. I signed up. We have a page. We're on it. We're literally on it. And we just went live in there, you know, just to see kind of what to do. So fuck Mark Zuckerberg and all that sucker shit. Um, what else we got, JB? All right, let's keep it moving. Let's get on to the Don't Be Dumb Award. Um, and this is a bad one. Um, this Wilmington cop knew. Um, yeah, he um, apparently apparently his dash cam was turned on in his vehicle and they caught a recording of him saying some just absolutely horrible, horrible, horrible shit. You know, these niggas better stop. We gonna kill all these fucking niggas, you know, like that kind of shit. Um, he was immediately fired because the footage was released by the uh, Department of Internal Affairs inside mm -hmm. of that police department. The people who actually caught the footage were doing just a random audit, which is great. They were yeah. just auditing yeah. the footage, yeah. just watching cops' cameras to see what the fuck happened. And, they caught, and they caught this shit. And they were like, hey, later for that shit. Now, what needs to happen, New, is now they need to be brought up on hate crime Hell charges. Yeah. It's a hate crime, bitches. Are you, are you sitting around talking about killing random black people because you're a cop and you think you can get away with it? That's intent. If I made a statement about killing the president and I came up with a thorough plan and it was recorded, I would be charged. Those are called terroristic threats. Well, no, if you were talking about killing the president and you had a gun on you at the time, then that's Even enough. More so. Even and more so. so that's what was going on right now. All and they have a license to kill. Yep. Yep. Get them, get them the fuck up out of here. They been fired. We need charges for them bitches. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you guys are paying attention to what's been going on in the NBA or not, but we need charges for the officers that, have, that murdered Breonna Taylor. And yes. we're never going to stop saying that. And, yes. and JB, I've been loving how random it is because I said uh, we have 40,000 new cases of COVID-19, but no cases against the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Yeah. People are being creative with it. They, they released the NBA schedule and said the NBA schedule is on the next page. Click here. And as soon as you click, it has a list of all the officers that, killed, that shot Breonna Taylor and who to call to get them arrested. That is what people are doing. It is the most creative thing. You'll think you're watching a Pornhub video. Like, watch the best sex ever here. And you click it. Call the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Call the DA and report them. So I love all of our people who are keeping this going. And I'm doing my part. We're doing our part as well. But there's no reason that she was laying in her bed asleep. The cops came in and no opened fire. What murdered her in that? her fucking sleep. And a, a walk in the streets. One of the cops was fired. 
Bullshit. We don't give a fuck about that firing. He yeah. needs to be brought up on charges. These Rest stops. in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbery. Rest in peace, George Floyd. JB? Yeah, I mean, these cops need to be brought up on charges. It's just that simple. It's just that clear. It's just that straightforward. And our next Don't Be Dumb Award goes to you knuckleheads out there in the street right now not understanding that the country has reached its highest peak of covid cases on earth our country over the last four days has gotten the highest number of covid cases diagnosed than any other country on earth yes we are testing which is great but you know what's not great is that we're still finding cases. You know what else is not great? Motherfuckers not social distancing. Remember what my low of the week was? That's a problem. And what's up with you dumbass, stupid ass, shithead, motherfucking fuck nuts out there running around at clubs and parties and shit? With no masks on, without social distancing. What the fuck are you doing? Like it's stupid. I'm not I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it nicely. I'm not gonna say it politely or politically or euphemistically. It's fucking dumb. It's ass backwards, bat shit crazy. You are stupid. You look like a pipehead to me right now. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like stop. Yeah, the club has never been that important to me. That's why I said they look like a pipe head to yeah. me right now. And, and, and I, 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 I have seen women with makeup on, and I guess they don't want to put the mask on to mess with their makeup. But I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, what do you think you know that the rest of the world doesn't know? Why do you think the numbers are going up and you're just going to be safe? Like, it's crazy. And I know some of you watching this like, well, you're sitting right next to JB. Uh, one, JB's been tested. Uh, we self-quarantined for months. I hadn't seen another human being in months. So I couldn't have gotten it from anywhere else because I was nowhere. And, um, you know, and when we're out in public, we're all wearing masks. We're being very cautious. And we're not doing random shit. Yeah, I'm and, definitely not up in yeah. no clubs or no no uh, public places even without it, no mask on or right. fucking around. With, and know, even if of one that. of us thought we were in a position where we would compromise, then we were like, hey, look. I ain't come it's happened. You know, it's happened. We told niggas that you can't come back for 14 days. You wanted to go do that. We'll see you in 14 days. I've told women that. Like, yeah, I, I, I see how it's smelling in 14 days. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not fucking around because this is our lives, y'all. And I don't know why y'all are being so reckless and so cavalier. And it, you don't get an extra point like you're ballsy. Oh, you know, you gangster. You went out there. I, I look down on you. You're weird. You're a fucking weirdo. Yeah, you're 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 beyond weird. I mean, honestly, you're just stupid. You know, um, it's it's just it's just bad. Like it's all the way bad. I y'all are stupid. I, that's that's all I gotta <laughs> say. Like that's just really really dumb. Let's and, let's and you can and, and you can you know you can get to some sense of normalcy. I don't have an issue if you want to go and. You know, pick up a meal at a restaurant, or if you want to go for a walk in the park. I actually encourage that social distance, but because we're in the park, we we go play disc golf, but we're not going to clubs. We're not in know. clubs, you know, with a thousand people around us drinking and smoking and yelling and laughing, and nobody has on a mask. 
That's crazy to me. Um, I wish you the best. I hope you know everything goes well. But and, and for the people who say, "Well, you worry about you and don't don't, don't shame me for not wearing a mask. I can do what I want to do. I have to shame you because your dumb ass can be around a coworker of mine, you know, and then they come back to work and get it shit to me because it was around your dumb ass." Wearing a mask doesn't necessarily protect you. It protects other people from you. And yes. if we all decide to protect other people, then we're all we're all good. What you're doing when you don't wear a mask is you're saying I'm not protecting you. And that that makes you, you know a selfish dumb bitch. Got the numbers down. When people are outside without masks on, the cops stopped them and told them to pull up their masks. And if they didn't, they were detained. That's what happened in other countries. That's how other countries got their numbers down. That's how important a mask is. Like, that's just what the fuck it is. Like, don't be dumb. Like, it's are ridiculous. You, are you really saying you don't want to protect anybody else? If that's your stance, then... I ain't, I ain't got nothing for I mean, you. I guess that's just you. Yeah. Told yeah. you put a bad bitch in the friend zone. Get your, get your life together. Um, <clears throat> let's move on, new. Uh, let's get. Yeah, oh, oh, before we move on, I do want to say one thing. Um, I am. I've been taking CMOS with bladder rack, uh, soursop leaf, and black seed oil, which tastes like pencil savings. It tastes like you sharpen the pencil. <laughs> if you ever smell what it smells like, the sharpen the pencil. That's what it tastes like. And the other Same two are shit. capsules. Uh, when you taste it, JB. What do you think? It it tasted like wheatgrass to me. It didn't. I I didn't quite get pencil shaving. But <laughs> it, it's all good. <laughs> so I've been taking that. Those, those are things you can take. They all have different um, immune system boosting effects. Um, vitamin D three, of course, boosts the immune system. Uh, vitamin C, a thousand milligrams a day, boosts the immune system. You should have a very good multivitamin. I did a whole video where I showed uh, what I take daily. Um, and this isn't an in a, in a, uh, expectorant, which is like mucinex, which will, you know, break down mucus in your system, make you cough it up. Um, those are good things because we know the way COVID works is mucus gets into your system. It gets into your lungs. It hardens. It makes it hard for you to breathe. Then you go on a respirator and it attacks everything else in your body. And they're now saying a runny nose is a new system symptom of COVID. Yeah, who the fuck uh, knows? My I God, mean, man. Who, who the fuck knows at this point? That's why it's about social distancing exactly. and masks because who the fuck knows? That's well, why you got to be careful, man. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's get on to the Nipsey Hustle Awards this week. Um, we've got a few of them to drop this week, new because we want to highlight the positive. We want to accentuate the positive as well as eliminate the negative, right? Um, so the first the first set of awards goes to uh, not exactly our favorite person, new, but um, Kanye West has made some power moves. You alluded to it earlier. Um, big big power move with Gap. Um, he's got a new, uh, a new, like a second iteration of his Yeezy line. I didn't even know he had a line with Gap before, but apparently this is his second line with Gap. You know, this is going to be a big money deal to him um, because, I mean, 
I don't go to Gap anymore, but I know a lot of white people do. You know, so big ups to. Yeah, I don't even know white people going. I think this is gonna be a change, JB. I think this this is the thing to get people back in Gap. Well, I think maybe that's so. What the what the what the, what the uh, mission is. Maybe so. Um, now, um, Kanye actually uh, picks up two awards from us this week, new because um, we found out that last over the past year, Kanye has been the highest paid artist in in the world. Was in the world or in the country? But well, highest paid musician. Highest paid musician. Um, okay. Yeah, Kanye is at a billion dollars. Um, he's a billionaire now. Through his music and clothes and other ventures. I don't know who's wearing that shit. Are y'all wearing his clothes? His tennis shoes? I don't wear none of that shit. How the fuck you become a I don't billionaire? I know where to find most but, of that shit. Right, right. It, it, it's weird. Yeah. But I mean, um, he picked up $170 million uh last year. A huge year for him. You know, he's he's balling right now. Yeah, Kanye doing it. Um, you know, him and of course his wife, uh Kim, they doing anything. And just wanted to shout that out because you know, to become another black billionaire, to have this deal with Gap on the horizon, and he's also working on new music, a new music project with Dr. Dre. Yeah, big moves. And big I don't know moves. what that project is going to be, but Snoop just chimed in and said he's now working on that project as well. So we're going to get a Snoop, we're going to get a Kanye and Dr. Dre project that has Snoop on it. And you know if Snoop is on it, I'm going to be on it. So it's going to be Dr. Dre, Kanye, Snoop, and No Breaks New. Nigga! And, you know, rest in peace, Nate, dog. They ain't got nobody seen the hook. I'm going to bring JB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested to see what that project is yeah, going to be. Uh, big um, things on I don't like Kanye. Yeah, right. I, I, don't, I don't like him, but I got to definitely give him his credit. Exactly. Because he's doing this thing. Big things on Nipsey the Nipsey Award for Black Absolutely. Excellence. He's doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get into this, because, again, going back to how this movement is creating momentum and action and legal action, real action. Georgia passed their state anti uh, their their state hate crime bill. Now, what this yeah. does is it makes racially motivated criminal actions be classified as potential hate crimes. This comes with a heavier sentence. This launches it up into a upper tier, a higher level of criminal offense. This is very, very important, particularly as it relates to police violence and related to race brutality in the United States, particularly in Georgia. Most, right? most notably the Maude Arbery murder. We didn't have a hate crime bill in place. So there was no oh, hate crime law, excuse me. So there was no, it couldn't be classified as a hate crime, which will carry a heavier sentence in the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, the young black man who was jogging in his neighborhood and was tracked down and killed by two white men. Um, so if we had hate crime law in place, it would have been a stiffer penalty. Absolutely. Um, so shout out to the streets of Georgia, AT Aliens, for marching and causing a ruckus, and shout out to our Mama Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms for being very instrumental, and I guess shout out to Governor Kemp for actually signing it into well, law. And shout out to our Georgia voters and our Georgia, you know, at-home political activists who wrote in, tweeted, text, email, called, wrote, 
um, and said how much this bill, how important this bill is for the people of Georgia, because the bill has been on the table for quite some time now. New, it is complete. It has been repeatedly blocked by the state Senate. Now they were like, we can't do this no more. If we do this shit, we're all out of a job. Fuck this. We got to get this on the table now. Right. Again, our momentum manifesting action. Very, 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 very important. Okay. Let's keep yeah, it. Absolutely. Hold, hold on. Jamie. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I want to congratulate everybody that's involved in that process because we made this happen. And this is what we're doing nationwide. That's why a lot of laws are changing in New York and in Minneapolis and in mm -hmm. several, several other states. It's different now. We can go and protest in March. It is not cute. It's not for cutesy reasons. We are changing legislation. Absolutely. Laws are changing. Laws are being created. This is the time. There it is. This is the time. There it is. Mm. What, else, what else we got? Um, so Last got, uh, Nipsey well, Hustle Award uh, goes to oh, LeBron LBJ. James. Yeah. King James. Oh, yeah. Um, shout out to King James, LeBron James, and Maverick Carter, his business partner, his boy he came up with from the dirt. And um, they've, they've done a lot of different things, building the, uh, the academy, the school, uh, giving money back, organizing protests, doing the, un the uh, Undisputed, their TV show. Or they, they have on Showtime, their network. Uh, they're building, and now they have put together, uh, they've raised $100 million to highlight black entrepreneurship, whether it's education, whether it's highlighting, you know, be it TV, media, film, or what we were talking about offline is hopefully it'll move into, in, like, in, in uh, uh, what do you call it, JB? Uh, well, like a like a bank, basically, whereby they would be able to provide venture capital. Uh, yeah, yeah, where they would be able to provide small businesses with loans and basically build a fund so that and and see um, venture capital is cool because it involves a small pool of investors. But I would love to see like a mutual fund or a hedge fund formulated because then you can actually create a very very large pool of hundreds of thousands of investments it actually becomes almost like a publicly traded stock the hedge fund does so more black people such as you and i even can invest in this movement you know what i'm saying um that would so, be dope. We'll, so we'll see so consider that lebron you know as you're mulling some business ideas over but i know you got it bro because you've been had it for years young we giving you a shitload of nipsey uh, um uh, nipsey hustle awards because of what you do we just want to give you some more flowers you know absolutely. so there it is absolutely um oh and jb i don't know if, you, if you've heard about this but uh, LeBron, of course, with Chris Paul, who's the president of the Players Association. When the NBA starts back up, instead of putting their name on the back of the jerseys, they will be able to put a, a, a social justice slogan on the back. So it may have Ahmaud Arbery's name on it. It may have Stop Killing Us. It may have Black Lives Matter. It may have Get a Degree. It may have Stop Killing Your Own Brother. It may have, you know, uh, Protect Black Women. That'll be on the back of their jerseys so they can make a statement with every game we tell watch. You, man, sports is gonna be real, real interesting when it comes back, man. I think it's gonna I think all of it's gonna be interesting. All of it is the NBA is in the forefront. Shout out to NASCAR. I put them second with what they're doing. 
and the NFL. Exactly. The San Francisco 49ers will don a Black Lives Matter flag at every game, along with the American flag. There will be a flag that says Black Lives Matter at every single game for the San Francisco, well, every single home game for the San Francisco 49ers. And that, that's what they're doing on their own, independent of the league. Absolutely. So that's what's happening now, JB. Yeah. Chicago, that's what we're talking about. Exactly. The exactly. world is changing. Now, some of these things are superficial changes, and it's just cute. And some of them are real. And some of them are impactful. Some of them are laws. Well, so don't get caught up in the novelty of some of the things. There are real things happening. Well, and so you have to look at all of it strategically, right? The cutesy things are in, are kind of bandwagon things to get people on the movement. The real things are the things that you want to focus on and, and that you want to push towards action. But you want to support and you want to be a part of all of it. You want to be able to direct and manipulate and manage all of it. This is our movement. White people can't manage the Black Lives Matter movement. We do. And that it, we can and we must. And that is what I'm saying. And I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So shout out to the NBA. Shout out to the 49ers. Shout out to NASCAR. And, and shout um, out to that LeBron was a fucking James. News. Yeah, man. Definitely shout out to King James, who I said today to JB and, and some of our brothers, I was like, yo, LeBron has entered my top pause, my top five basketball players of all time, and my top uh, five favorite basketball players of all time, mainly because of what he's done off the court. Off the court. Yeah, absolutely. I got to agree with you. Like, with LeBron is, that. he is, we got to start speaking about him in a different air. Like, mm -hmm. we know mm -hmm. what Muhammad Ali gave up. Be clear. We know what Colin Kaepernick gave up. Be clear. But we also know what LeBron is doing. The only other athlete I know that has created a school where people can go and get degrees and, and better their lives is Jalen Rose. Yeah. So definitely shout out to Jalen Rose. That's my quad squad. That's my Fantastic Four. Uh, LeBron James, Muhammad Ali, Colin Kaepernick, and Jalen Rose. Yeah. Um, shout out to them. Isaiah, hey, you should be able to share. I think we're... Um, we should be public. We're public. So you should be able to share. And I appreciate you. But uh, you should be able to. Let me see. Uh, uh. Yeah, we're, we're public. You should be able to. Um, All good. Holler at me um, offline and we'll figure it out. But I, um, it is public. So you should be able to. Appreciate you. Um, so uh, I guess we'll wrap the show up uh, with music. Our eargasm and Netflix segment. Yeah, we'll be looking at okay. Netflix. Oh, nigga. JB. I know I'm JB about to get hype because I watched some shit that JB told me about party in December, January, and I just saw it because I'm watching, I'm binging Black Lightning. And at the end of you know, one of the last episodes of the Black Lightning series, they go into this thing called the Infinite Crisis on, Inf on Infinite Earths. Correct. Where all of the DC shows, DC comic shows intertwine, interact to have like an Avengers moment. So it's Black Lightning, it is the Legends of Tomorrow, it is Green Arrow, it is the Batwoman, Flash. The Flash, Supergirl. Um, I was on there, um, No Breaks New. We all came together to fight, you know, the, the anti matter, the anti 
whatever the fuck the dude was called. Yeah, the Anton Monitor. The yeah, the Anton Monitor. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't want to ruin it, but I, I, I'll say this. I want you guys to watch it because that's how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. Even if you don't watch all of the series, you can go on the internet and it'll tell you which series. It's like the Flash episode, season five, episode eight. You know, Black Lightning, season seven, episode 19. And it'll, yeah. it'll give you the guide of how to watch it. Yeah, it's only like five or six episodes. It's five episodes total, okay. and and um, these seasons run semi concurrently. You know, they kind of phase in and out on the CW. But what they wind up doing is, in real life, if you're watching the shows like on the CW network, <coughs> week after week after week, you'll see one of these shows. But you can line them up, and it creates a contiguous plot, even though it jumps around it to everybody's shows. It, what, what, Jimmy? The Gangsta Geek Word of the Week. <laughs> contiguous. Contiguous. It sounds like continuous, but it got a G in it. Flowing, flowing, flowing connectedly. Um, it's so, something that follows just a straight line almost. Okay. Y'all, y'all bitches better not be contiguous with me when I be talking to y'all. Whatever, man. I, <laughs> I try to use it in a citizen. Work. So, um, you got some other uh, Netflix watch shows it, that you're watch watching. And it's on CW, it's on Netflix. I had to watch every. I, I could watch everything on Netflix except that woman. I had to watch that episode on, on the CW. CW. Yeah, but the CW app is free, totally free of charge. You don't even have to have a subscription. You can just download the app and just watch the shit. Um, we also have Bad Bloods. Now, Bad Bloods is a gangster series, mafia esque, based in Canada, based on a true story, and it's on Netflix. The first episode is six. The first season is six episodes. Second season is ten episodes. I'm on episode eight of season two. This shit gangster. This shit gangster, nigga. I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't want to give you no spoilers, but I'm gonna tell you, it's gangster. There's a little sexy joint on there. Season two, Ooh-wee! and the homie Dak Declan, gangster. It's um and it's based on a true story. So this is some real live gangster shit. It's like Drake's uncle. It's some real live gangster shit. You gotta watch it. It's Canada. You gotta watch it. Um also uh, Beyonce has a visual album called Black is King, and it is based on the music from The Lion King. But it's not gonna be on Apple Music or Title, it's gonna be on Disney Plus. Interesting. It is a uh, visual album, uh, which means nothing but videos. Interesting. So yeah, it, it should be pretty good. She has a new song called "Black Parade." We'll talk about it in our orgasm segment, but I'm sure that's going to be a part of it. It's one of them pro-black power to the people. Let's get ready songs. Right. Love B. B always step up to the plate. Well, that's a perfect transition. Yeah. So um, and just really quickly, Five Bloods is out. I haven't seen it yet. Spike Lee movie. And uh, Will Ferrell has a movie on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it. That's my guy. I'm yeah, going to light a blunt and watch that shit. Yeah, I've absolutely. been saving my last blunt for this movie. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm watching that shit tonight. Um, our orgasm segment. JB, there is so much music that has come out the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Our a pod named Kickback Playlist. I just revamped the whole thing. Yeah. I took the whole day to scratch. Oh, I know, nigga. We oh, yeah, listening yeah. to it the other day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a lot of good music out, y'all. And I talked about the Roots Picnic and all right. the concert songs. All of them are on it now. How about that? If you missed the Roots Picnic, 
those exclusive songs by her, by Lil Baby, by me and JB, they don't want the playlist now. And, and yeah. in all seriousness, I do have a song on the playlist now. It's called Red Cups and Reloads. It's track one. It's uh, one of the last songs that we made in, in my rap career. Uh, but it's on there. It's available on Apple, Tidal, Spotify, anywhere, Apple, iTunes, anywhere we can buy music. Appreciate you. Uh, love for you to support it. But if you listen to our playlist, you will hear it. And um, Tiana Taylor's album, JB, um, her last album she did, you know, Kanye was doing those six, seven song albums, and he's, she's on his label. And so he gave her like a six song album, which was good, but it was six songs. Mm-hmm. And he changed things around at the last minute. She didn't know about a lot of frustration. This is the album she always wanted to put out. Okay. It is like 20 songs, so it's a lot. But I mean, she has Erica Badu on it. She has Missy Elliott. Oh Future. wow! Yeah, so it's like um, an opus then. Yeah, this is her crowning moment. Right, this is her crowning achievement. Um, this excellent, and there's some great fucking songs that are also on the Chuck and Stroke playlist. Which some of you have, some of you don't. But if you want the Chuck and Stroke playlist, holler at me. I get it to you. I made it. Yeah. Um. While they put out an EP, a revolutionary EP, and this is the ultimate dance to the revolution music. He is talking about some revolutionary pro-black shit, but it's, but it's too. <laughs> like, That's right, Black Lives Matter, motherfucker. God damn it. She's twerking on my dick. It's confusing. You don't know what to do. But um, it's good. Shout out to Wale. DMV's own. Shout out to him. Uh, I talked a little bit about Beyonce's mm-hmm. uh, new song, Black Parade, mm-hmm. which is all about our people and mm-hmm. doing what we got to do and overcoming odds. Be always good for one of them, like once every two years. she give you one of them. Right. I love black people's songs. So shout out to B. Um, August Alcina came back. He's overcome a lot of health issues, but his city's pretty good. He It's pretty, well, there are songs I like on it. I'll put it that way. Right. I think it's worth checking out. Um, Sa'ari the Kid is a rapper from Atlanta who is who fucks with um DJ SR. Okay, DJ SR is his DJ, but he put out an RB album. Interesting, you're not a singer, but he's singing, he's doing like the dream, he's singing them RB songs from a nigga perspective. So, okay, like, hey, okay, he got That's a song like, like, I know you used to fucking with lanes. It's like you ain't ready for a nigga like me. You fuck. I was like, oh shit, this nigga wrote my anthem. Like, god damn it. Cause a lot of y'all wouldn't be fucking with lanes and, and used to nigga like such as myself and such as JB. But you know, that's neither here nor there. We're moving on. Um, one album I told JB that he would love uh, was CeeLo Green's album. I like it. It's a throwback to like Motown. It got a little bit of rock, a little bit of reggae, a little bit of Motown-ish. And I mean he didn't steal JB's style, but he stole JB's style. <laughs> Some of those beats, I'm like, this is J, like, nigga, this is JB's music. Yeah, I'm curious to see how well the album does because he basically took your shit and did an album on it. And we'll see if you could have yeah. become a millionaire because he stole your style. Wow. Okay. Um, I got to check that out. I haven't checked it out yet. You told me about that yesterday, but I haven't caught it yet. I'm going yeah, to listen to Definitely it. check it out. And next week, give us a report Absolutely. on what you Absolutely. think. Did he do your style justice? <laughs> or am I wrong and he didn't take your okay, style? Okay. Okay. So yeah, let us know. Let I'm, us know. I'm going to peep that for uh, sure. Black put out an EP. You know, he's another one of those real niggas that give you that nigga R&B for the, for the niggas. Because we don't, people don't make R&B for us. 
Right. R&B is typically made for the women. So we listen to it and, and we can like it, but when it comes from our perspective, it's just so much rubber. Yeah, it's, it's a lot richer. I agree. John Legend has a new album. I haven't heard it, mm-hmm. but I heard it's really, really good. Yeah, I heard it was really, really good, too. I haven't heard it yet, but I did hear about it because he actually went on Trevor Noah and somebody else's show last week to promote Okay, it. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Made the Stallion dropped a new single. Uh, the girls in the hood, which is the remake of, of course, Easy E's Boys in the yeah, Hood. Yeah, that joint is hilarious. I like it. She's <laughs> it's hilarious. She, you know, in her little twerk video clips, she can twerk, Meg can twerk to anything, but she killed it to that beat. I was like, oh my god, oh, can you do that with a dick in you, Jesus? I'm sorry, I, that was that was inappropriate. <laughs> like, it's just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. <laughs> just my thoughts. I gotta check out that video. The song yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Bro. Um. On a sad note, um, one of Easy es daughters is a rapper, and she has never been given permission to sample any of his music. And she said, you know, shout out to Meg. I'm not beefing, but it's fucked up that you could get it and I couldn't. Mm. And he's my father. Mm. And then another one of his daughters came along and said, you want, you, you, we don't know you. Like, no, meaning me and my mother, you're not from my mother. You're from another woman. You're from a side chick, basically. So fuck you, you know, fuck you. Stop talking about the family. And I was like, ooh, that's nasty. And then the original daughter who raps came back and said, I'm still your sister. Dirty laundry. Like, I'm I, your sister. Like, don't yeah, that's don't awful. act like that. Why when I'm talking about dad, you you want he's still my father. And I and, and that was kind of rough to, to watch. And I didn't I, I didn't even know what was going on. I give Joe Budden Podcast credit for breaking that story down. And then when I went and watched the exchanges, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that's painful. Don't, like, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't that's do no that. Good. That's, that's not no good. That's ugly, man. Yeah. This is the time where we're coming together. Yeah, no and, good. And, and y'all are sisters, and I, I hope that some kind of way you, y'all figure that out, man. Yeah, hopefully they're able to work those things out. You know, uh, I don't know. Those are tough situations, though. Yeah, man. Um, we do want to thank y'all for tuning in. We want to thank y'all for making June, um, well, right now, our second best month of the year. And possibly by the time this drops, our best month of the year. Yeah. It could be one of our best months ever. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, you guys have been acting an ass. We have been getting thousands and thousands of views. Thank you. Um, on the podcast sites, this is uh, easily number two month of the year. And, and it could, like I said, it could be number one. And depending on how y'all show out on Monday and Tuesday, it could be one of our best months ever. Yeah, so um, then here's what you need to do. You need to like and subscribe. You need to share. You need to hit us up. Hit that podcast on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, I should say, Spotify, Spotify um, Google all, Play, all of the Christian podcast Mingle. sites out there. It's a pod name Kickback. You need to subscribe to Patreon to get that offline content, those pre-games, those post-games, those outtakes, all of that's there for you. What are the denominations, New? Man, if you're a kicker, it's $2 kicker. a month. Kicker. If you're a backer, backer, it's $4 a month. Backer. But if you're a, Jimmy, do it with me. If you're a kickbacker, it's only $7 a month. <laughs> and shout out to everybody who's contributing to the show financially. Yeah. You're putting your money where your mouth is. Thank you. And we, we thank you. 
We we really really do. No you know doubt. when it's time, that ain't the easiest thing to do. So thank you for your continued support. And um, uh, all I can say is um, uh, we got some surprise. I'm not gonna say a fucking thing. I was about to say something. And my mind says, "Shut up!" No, no, no. Let's save. Let's save that. Right, to, yeah. Right, let's save right, that. Right, let's save right. that. Let's so save that. Just, just, just keep supporting things in the works for and you. And we'll guys. keep, we'll keep putting things out there. Absolutely. And um, Absolutely. we got a lot more coming. Absolutely. Um, especially going into the end of the year. So mm -hmm. we love you. We appreciate you. Please stay safe. Even if you don't think you need it, please wear a mask for the person that does need it that's out there with you whether you're at the grocery store or whether you're at you know picking up fast food or whether you're at the office if you don't think you need it please do it for the other person Absolutely. care enough for your fellow man it's just that simple um, just that simple hey amen good night and god bless y'all we will see y'all drive time first thing monday morning 5 a.m for our podcast listeners and we will see you facebookers you kickbackers next monday a pod named kickback uno we out